What's up, guys? This is the Game Boys here. These are your hosts, Tim and Jamin, coming at you with another podcast this week. This week, we're going to be talking about Nintendo 35th Anniversary Mario game they're coming out with, and we will be talking about a plethora of other games that we enjoy. Probably there's going to be some Halo talk, uh, Destiny, and whatever else. So I hope you enjoy. So, Jay, how's it going? Yo, Tim, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm super excited about uh about this fun time we're gonna have ahead of us here. So I don't know if you uh, if you saw Nintendo's direct or their um, their meeting last week, uh, but they announced the new uh, Mario All Star for the Switch. Oh, I did not see that. No, I believe it contains three pretty classic games from the Mario lineup. It uh, contains Mario Ga- Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario sixty four. All games that I've heard that people rank pretty highly in the in the lineup. So I don't know if you've played any of them, but I personally I have, have not. I have played. Uh, I played Mario Galaxy long time ago, and I also played Mario sixty four. That one is just an all time classic. If you've never played Super Mario sixty four, you got to. It's one of the best. Fair enough. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to probably copping that when it comes out on September eighteenth. <laughs> It's supposed to be only, I think, a three-month run or a one-year run of the game. Let me look. So, this up. Let me ask you this: So, can you only buy the game during that three-month period, and then it's it's not available anymore, or is the game literally only around for that three-month to six-month period? I believe uh, that it'll be only made for that one-year period. Uh, and then it will be, you just have to find it either with people with hard copies or people who are selling a, their switch with a digital copy on it. Okay. I see. Now to me, that seems a little bit anti-consumer, but what do you think about it? I mean, I think it would, it's a, it's a good, um, marketing strategy because people will be like, Oh, it's only around for a year. Let me, let me cop this while it's hot. So don't want to miss out. Yeah, you might get big sales, but what about people that come around a year later who, you know, maybe weren't fans of the property at the time and now come back to, you know, maybe say try to get it on Amazon for $200 because the price hiked so high. To me, I mean, as, as far as it's going now, they probably will get a good amount of money now, but I think in the long run, it's going to hurt them just from a PR standpoint. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will, but... Also, I'm reading actually now on uh, on a on a website. Uh, I don't know if I can mention the names of websites, but I will keep it anonymous for right now. Uh, it says 3D All Stars will release on September 18th, but there will be limited physical and digital copies sold. The Super Mario 3D All Star Collection will only be available to buy for a limited time until March 31st, 2021. In much the same way, the new Battle Royale Super Mario Bros. 35 will also only be available to play on the Switch until March 31st, too. 
Wow. That certainly is unique. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about a Battle Royale Super Mario for Super Mario. It's not really Mario's uh what is it, Forte? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I'd have to agree. I kinda I feel like there is definitely merits to a Battle Royale game, but I feel like shoving it into every franchise isn't helping no. Battle Royale become something, you know, unique and fresh. It kind of is feeling like people are just using Battle Royale to cash in on a couple fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is exactly that. Uh, I mean, we have so many out now. There's, you know, two Call of Duty ones. There's Fortnite, H1Z1, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Um, I mean, there's many more. Those are the ones that I know off the top of my head. Um, and a few of them are even on on mobile too. I know. Well, Fortnite just got taken off the Apple Store, um, and uh, I'm pretty sure Mo- Call of Duty Mobile has uh, has its own. And uh, I know there's PUBG Mobile, but I just think it's being re- way over- too overdone. Oh, I cannot, you know, cannot forget the best one, uh, Tetris. Oh, Tetris of course. Royale. Of course. Yeah, actually, um, at first when, when Battle Royales were becoming popular, um, I really didn't like that, well, you were paying, you know, 30 to $40 for one game mode. Yeah. Um, that really, I, I really did not sell me. I wasn't convinced. But as soon as they started becoming free, I think with that, actually, I, I became a lot more positive with it because, well, first of all, you know, it's free. So if you download it and it sucks, then you lose nothing. Yeah, but if you like it and you want to support, you know, the developer, as long as the microtransactions aren't egregious, then um, I think it actually works. Like for me, one of my favorites has got to be Apex, right? That that game is, is, you know, I think it's really fun. And and since it's free, I mean, I think it's such a deal because it has such good gameplay um, that I think it really makes up for it. So I'm wondering, is this Super Mario Bros.? Battle Royale, is this also a free download? Let me check that. Uh... Because I feel as though if it is paid for, you're already going to lose a bit of interest there as well. Let's see. Super Mario Bros. 35 turns classic Mario gameplay into a 35-person Battle Royale. Nintendo is turning the original Super Mario Bros. into a 35-player Royale game called Super Mario Bros. 35, available on October 1st exclusively to Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Right there, that that's cutting out, I'm sure, a few people, but also, who would, who doesn't really have the Nintendo Switch Online play because you need it for most games now? Right. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 35 looks to offer a simpler design to Tetris 99, Another Switch Online exclusive Battle Royale. In the Mario version, all 35 players will play through a Mario level simultaneously until one player is left standing. Any enemy that you defeat in your version of the level will be sent over to the other players for them to deal with. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they're trying to maybe do something a little bit new. Uh, I can see what they're getting at here. Um, Don't know if I'm a biggest fan of it. I will probably definitely be trying it out. Um, when it comes out, let's see, 
I will now, let me see if it's fully free. You know, it sounds a little bit to me like the new PlayStation game Fall Guys. Have you heard about that? Oh, I've, I've heard quite a bit about that. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's typically they're calling it a Battle Royale, but it's a little bit like a, you know, it is a little bit like Battle Royale where there's so many players, but it's more arcadey. And maybe I'm thinking because maybe, I'm sure this game has been in development for a little bit, you know, the Mario game, but I'm sure they saw kind of how successful Fall Guys is becoming and they thought, okay, well, if we, you know, continue with this arcadey style Battle Royale, then we might attract fans who are starting to grow from that Fall Guys type yeah. of. It is a free to download game. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I, I really didn't figure that they would make you pay because most Battle Royales nowadays, I mean, look at Fortnite. It's got to be the biggest one and that's free. You know, yeah. so I feel like if they're paying attention, you know, that they wouldn't make a paid for Battle Royale experience. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've been hearing any rumors, but there's a new potential Switch coming out next year. I think I've, I've heard rumblings about that, but do you want to kind of explain to me what seems new about it? Um, we don't have any concrete facts about it, but um, we we by we I mean the internet, uh, hope that it will get more computing power, uh, 4K or at least 1080p um, display instead of the 720 that it currently has. Um, maybe an upgraded version of what the NVIDIA Tegra uh, chip is in the new, in the current Switch. Um, maybe even it be a pro model because we have the light model, which I believe you own. Yes. Uh, docking in at $200. Then we have uh, the upgraded Nintendo Switch that came out in March with the light. Um, that's still $300, like the normal Switch. Uh, and it could be that this one, this new Switch, if it's a Switch Pro or Switch 2, it might bump the price up to four or five, even $500. Wow. That's pretty expensive for a Switch. Yeah. Which at that rate, it would be it would have to be pretty good if it's going to be pretty similar prices, assumed prices of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Yeah, that actually that's a good that's a good point because I'm I'm thinking about that now and and it's kind of weird because you know these major companies Sony and Microsoft and I guess maybe even Nintendo they're expecting us to you know do a huge payout for these consoles that. I mean, they haven't even told us the real price yet. Um, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel, I know they're trying to one-up each other when the first one shows their price, then the next one is going to come and try to undercut that. Yeah, um, so of course. I see the strategy, but I'm not too sure how consumer-friendly that feels to me personally. What, what do you think about that? No, I agree. Uh, if we look in the past at the past released consoles of, PS4 and Xbox uh, One X, or even just the One and the One S and One X, they all um, usually got released. The prices were released um, somewhere between four to five months ahead of launch. Uh, and right now, where if it's slated for holiday of 2020, 
we are currently in just started September and we're probably going to get them at the latest it would be Christmas time and that's only three months away that's a little over three months away yeah more likely if they're smart they would probably be putting them out at Thanksgiving time you know for all those parents who are trying to get their kids like the next gen console yeah I agree they're trying to cash in on the holiday sales yeah Unless they're doing a strat, uh, strategic move of lowering all their console system prices for Black Friday uh, and Cyber Monday, and then week or two after that, release the new consoles after everyone has bought the reduced price of their old consoles. Mm-hmm. Which could be a move. Yeah. Yeah, now actually, I just want to just briefly touch on uh, something that you had said as far as the price being similar, I want to talk a little bit about the, I guess the power of the switch. So if they want this new switch to come out possibly maybe around the same time, or maybe a little bit after that, and they're expecting possibly very similar prices to what we're expecting for the new consoles. I mean, do you think that the output of the console, the new switch is going to be even close to as powerful as the series X or the PS five? I mean, if you're saying, if you're paying the same price, Uh, That's what I just wonder about, you know? No, yeah, that's a fair concern. Um, I I don't know how they would be able to. Um, Then again, we're talking about a handheld console, which still plays some of the games that we've seen being ported over from, say, PS4 or or, uh, Xbox One. But personally, I mean, I think it could have... I wouldn't mind sacrificing how thin it is. Maybe make it a little thicker, give it a better battery, make the Joy-Cons a little bit bigger, uh, still let us keep our same library of games that we have, maybe add some more. I would love to see Apex Legends come to the Switch. Fortnite's already there. That, you know, that was the first, first uh, Battle Royale, I believe, to be ported to the Switch. Uh, I feel like it would be very possible you could put like Apex Legends. Um, you could put, you know, they could put whatever they wanted. They could transfer Destiny 2 because that's a free-to-play game now. They could, I mean, they have options. They've already put over Paladins and Realm Royale by Hi-Rez Studios, which are both Xbox and PlayStation games that they have ported over at 30 uh, FPS instead of the 60 on consoles. Um, so I definitely think that that they could do do something to the point where that it would be close to current-gen consoles. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And actually something I was thinking about is, is uh, it might be a smart play on their part if they're going to put out a new version of the switch to maybe even launch it with a huge title like breath of the wild too um and they could you know tout it as saying well if you get breath of the wild too you'll get the best possible performance by getting our new console yeah no definitely um and they yeah the launch they need some good lineup uh launches um because the current PS5 and Xbox Series X, I mean, I'm looking at some 
of the notable launch uh, games that could be coming uh, straight out of the gate would be Assassin's Creed Valhalla for both of them. Uh, I'm going to go PS5 then to Xbox Series X. Uh, So for PS5, notable launch games would be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Godfall, Gods and Monsters, Observer, System Redux, Rainbow Siege 6, uh, current game on this gen consoles, but uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Watch Dogs Legion on PS, uh, or not PS5, uh, Xbox Series X, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, one I know that you are personally uh, excited for. Yes. Uh, Forza Motorsports, The Medium. That is a game, actually, just let me pause there, is a game that I have heard some actually unexpected uh, reviews on, like people are can't wait for the series x not for cyberpunk but for the medium which has me intrigued uh and then it also has rainbow siege six uh a rainbow six siege same as ps5 both uh it's again this gen console madden nfl 21 and yakuza like a dragon I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're the best launch titles that we've seen from a console uh, release. Um, personally, if, if I had to pick one from each one that I'm personally excited about, if I was to get said console, would probably be um, either Godfall or Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS5, and probably Cyberpunk 2077 or Forza Motorsports for Series X. Hmm. Yeah, no, those are good picks. I mean, I know you uh, you played more PS4, much more PS4 than I have. So, uh, so I don't know. I played a little bit of Spider-Man on uh, PS4, but I don't know how you feel about the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yeah, so um, I definitely have. I, I got my PS4 a couple years ago, which I think was actually the best option because... The launch of the PS4, as far as big launch games was concerned, was a little bit slow. Um, it didn't really have one of the, the big first games until um, 2016, which is when Uncharted 4 came out. Um, and then that got the ball rolling a little bit. But um, when I played Spider-Man, I think that game came out in 2018. Um, and when I played that game, it was it's incredible. I mean, the graphics are really good. Um, and the game, it feels so much like how... Um, a long time ago, the, the movie tie-in game for Spider-Man 2 um, was revolutionary just because of how free um, the web swinging was and how realistic it looked, how it, it, uh, the web would track onto buildings and it looked realistic. So when you played this game, uh, the new Spider-Man for the first time, you kind of felt the same amount of wonder. Like it really, it felt like the next evolution from that game. Um, and it's, it's a really great title. So with that being said for Miles Morales, I'm pretty excited. Um, I know that this game isn't a true sequel. This isn't Spider-Man two. Um, this is just a spinoff game, but, um, I'm really excited because, you know, it's going to be running on newer hardware, um, than the first one. And there'll be some new innovations here and there. Plus, I mean, I like the character of Miles Morales. So, um, for that reason, um, the the PS5 is looking really good. Um, and also, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the Series X um, and especially about Halo because uh, we're both, you know, pretty big fans of Halo. Yep. Um, and we were excited to see, you know, how Infinite 
was going to play out and we were interested and um but then we saw the gameplay and for me personally i didn't hate it um it felt a little bit like a work in progress a work in process but um i didn't hate it um but there was a lot of backlash um and then some more news came out um a few months later talking about how the developers not only had to deal with making the halo game but they were also told by microsoft um at certain points to focus more on the tv show that they're trying to produce um and i think that really had some unfortunate consequences um and made the game if it were to have launched this year probably wouldn't have been in a very good state and because of halo's recent track record that really wouldn't have you know that really wouldn't have made microsoft happy and it wouldn't have made the fans happy to see yet another halo game launch in a bit of a broken state so um with that being said the the game being delayed is truly for the best um but as far as the sales of the xbox series x are concerned it's really i think it's going to take a massive hit um do you have any thoughts about the situation no yeah i I would agree with pretty much everything you said about the about halo infinite um and about how broken uh like even though you didn't say it but five was uh story of five was definitely lacking uh yeah I mean, 343 Industries, in my opinion, hasn't been doing the best job uh, since they took over on on Halo from Bungie. Uh, but other than that, like I agree with everything uh, everything you were saying there. Um, now, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk is uh, quite the title. I mean, I know we've we've strayed from the Switch uh, potential next Switch, but. This will be the last uh, last game until uh, we go back to that. But your thoughts on uh, Cyberpunk? I know you're pretty hyped about that. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk has had me hyped for a little while. And it's it's been quite a long ride, you know, because uh, we got the announcement trailer back in 2012. Um, just a very brief teaser, pretty cryptic. Um, weren't really too sure what was going to happen. And then in 2018, we got the big 40-minute reveal. Um, and when I saw that, I mean, I was blown away. I mean, it's a first person RPG, you know, do things however you want, whichever order. Um, and me just being a big RPG fan in general. Um, and I also love sci-fi. So it's like a match made in heaven for me, um, especially since I'm such a big Blade Runner fan. Um, and this game kind of almost feels has a very Blade Runner-esque um, tone and feel to it. So Um, I was excited about the aesthetic um, and and kind of what the game was going for. And then um, just recently, we've gotten some new gameplay. And I'll be honest, it doesn't look as amazing as I was hoping as far as the combat is concerned. And of course, I know that the build they showed was very pre-alpha. So they're still working on it and they're still getting fan feedback. Um, So to me, that made me a little bit nervous but I didn't think the gameplay looked terrible I just thought it didn't pack the punch that I was necessarily thinking um so I'm a little um not worried but I'm curious about how the gameplay will play out but as far as the setting the tone um the characters in the world I'm I'm really excited I think it looks it looks like it's probably going to be the most ambitious game maybe even this generation. I know this generation is coming to a close, but 
um, it might be the the most ambitious console, you know, game of this generation. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Do you have, you have any thoughts about it? No, um, I mean, pretty much everything I've heard about it has been from you. I haven't seen any uh, any gameplay trailers uh, since we had the Xbox event uh, at the beginning of July, I believe it was. Um, no, but I'm I'm just excited try it out um yeah so okay so let's go back to the uh the switch we were talking about switch pro um before we got off on talking about the other next gen consoles which are a definite (laughs) um i mean just to kind of i guess close the switch thing out before we move on would be um would be it would have to have some pretty pretty good specs for it to to be um worth it but yeah yeah i completely agree i mean you know like we've touched on before if you're gonna if you're gonna charge the same price as these consoles and and you know the xbox is touting itself as the world's most powerful console again mm-hmm. uh, so if you're gonna charge a price that's similar to that um you need to make sure that your console is powerful because I mean, as far as the games are concerned, you know, they all look good. But, I mean, you, you know, you have to know that there are some people who literally will only buy a console just for the power alone. Yeah. Uh, and so they really need to dial that in because if it feels, you know, like a Switch 1.3, you know, and you're yep. charging a huge price for it, I think a lot of people aren't going to go for it. I would agree. I would agree heavily in that aspect. Um kind of like uh almost like a uh like a a ps4 slim or the xbox one s kind of like uh it's not a new console but it's a little more powerful yeah yep i i definitely agree with you on that i mean and it's also coming around to their their year like their time where they release a new console because they release a new console I believe the longest time was between maybe like the GameCube. Was it? I think it went GameCube to then Wii, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that was, I believe, a seven or eight year gap. Yeah, yeah. The GameCube was around for a little bit, and then the Wii, the Wii took off. Yeah, uh, we we took off in 2009, and then it's unfortunate. Um, well, what what would that be? Successor. The Wii U um, came out in, I believe, 2014. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty disappointing to say the least. Oh, it came out in 2012. The Wii came, Wii U came out in 2012, um, and then obviously we had then the Switch release in March of 2017, which just took off. Um, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say. Uh, I think um, with the switch, it was. I think it it really did a great job um, standing out. You know, for obvious reasons, it being portable. But I think that honestly has been Nintendo's strong suit. Um, for the Wii, for example, was so different from the PlayStation. You know, three or the Xbox three hundred and sixty. It yep. was so unique. Um, that that people got it just to experience what that was like and i feel like they did such a good job with the switch because i feel as though with the wii u 
they were trying to kind of cash in on the consoles and they were trying to make it feel more like a console game or yeah. a console, you know, like a PS3 and Xbox 360 and it just tanked. But oh, when okay. the Switch came out, they understood that it was kind of Nintendo's brand to do something out of the ordinary. Um, and I think they really knocked it out of the park with the Switch. Um, and then on top of that, just the exclusives that came out with like uh, Mario Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, just really big games that showed, you know, how unique the Switch was, but also, you know, why you should get the Switches for the games. And uh, and I feel like if they're going to do a new version of the Switch and make it more powerful, I think it would be so exciting to see the Breath of the Wild 2, but also maybe even Metroid Prime 4. Um, yeah. I'm not sure as far as um, the development is concerned with that game, if it's even still being made at this point, but... I think a, two huge games like that um, will really sell the Switch, even if it is close in price with the Series X and the PS5. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, the, the Switch was so revolutionary because it combined um, Nintendo's two best products um, kind of into one, the Wii and their DS. Because... Like the Wii, the Switch has motion controls with the Joy-Cons, and then it has the handheld portability of the DS. And personally, some of my favorite games always were on the DS, like uh, Pokemon X, Pokemon Omega Ruby. Um, uh, man, it's been a while since I played my Switch or my DS. Um, man, what were the other games I played? Oh, like Super Smash Bros. Um, they came out with uh, a DS version of that. Um, they had, you know, Mario Kart 7. And just even just the regular Mario Kart for the DS was probably one of my favorite Mario Kart games besides the Wii version. Because it, it was portable. I mean, like, if you had a Wii and you didn't have Mario Kart, like what were you doing? Like Mario Kart was one of the best games. I think that took advantage of the Wii with its motion controls. You could use the steering wheel if you wanted to, or you could use the nunchuck and the controller. Um, and I mean, Mario Kart I, in my family, family at least was like a hit game. Like we would get together and play Mario Kart for hours. So. Yeah, I think um, I think that's something that um, Nintendo has really just done best over the years. Is they're they're so inclusive because they make games um, for everybody, but not you know not just specifically tar targeted towards little kids. I mean, they're fun for the whole family. I mean, you know, in a similar vein as you just said, uh, my family would come together and we play Wii Sports all the time, and and we you know we loved playing that. So that's something that you know, like you talked about the Wii. Um, and, and really Nintendo, even with the DS, I always got together with my friends to play that. And I think Nintendo has always just done such a great job of just kind of bringing everyone together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been more marketed towards, like, the family aspect um, of things. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I, I would like to see them bring almost a Switch Sports to the switch like how Wii Sports was because I mean Wii Sports Bowling come on Wii Sports yeah. Bowling was a classic that was 
that was the best game I think that took can took advantage of um just motion controls, but also just kind of brought like you could just play with your family. Um everyone were couldn't like would be included. There was no like, oh, this is a just a little kid's game or this is just an adult game. Anybody could play and it was just family fun. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Okay, let's see. So are there any other future games that you're looking forward to? Maybe for PS5, maybe mobile, Xbox, Switch? Um, yeah, so I guess I could just go by consoles. I guess we could start with Switch. Um, kind of the ones I had mentioned previously, um, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, when I first played, you know, I'd heard about Breath of the Wild and I heard it was good. Um, I didn't really know. I had played Legends of Zelda games in the past, um, but I, you know, it's, it had been a while, so I hadn't played it. And I mean, I was completely blown away with how good that game was. Um, I was not expecting that game at all to be how good it was. And it, it really was. And it was, it was simple, but it also had complex features about it. And, and I really gravitated towards the world. So um, I really hope Breath of the Wild 2 can kind of do something similar. Um, and then Metroid Prime, because I just, I really like the character of Metroid. So to see maybe, I mean, if not for Metroid Prime 4, maybe even just a Metroid Prime trilogy remaster would be just so cool to bring in, um, you know, a new audience to, um, such a cool and classic character. Um, yeah. And then I guess transitioning over to the Xbox, um, of course, Halo. Um, yeah. And I really want them to take their time with it. And I really want them to to come out with the Xbox game, you know, that will really stand out in a, you know, a true uh, flagship title um, with Halo. So I really want that to see, you know, innovations, but also keeping you know, the main formula of what everybody loves and, and especially kind of as you touched on before about 343 Industries kind of not doing a very good job in certain aspects, especially the stories. Um, Halo 4 has kind of come back around as being a pretty good story, even though yep. um, it could be kind of confusing at times. But um, like you mentioned with Halo 5, it was pretty bad. Um, and you could tell just by playing that game that it was really just trying to get you to spend the most amount of money possible, especially with the rec packs. Yeah. So I want to see Halo go back to just being a game that's just so cool that, and of course there's not going to be not microtransactions in that game, but um, I don't want to see the game feel like I'm in a, you know, I'm in a store and I need to go shopping, you know, like I want it to feel like a great game that, you know, if I feel that the developers did such a good job, then I'll kick some money back to them, you know? Yeah. So um, I really want to see that. Um, I also want to see, I'm excited, of course, for Cyberpunk. And I also want to see what this new Resident Evil is like, Resident Evil um, Village, mm-hmm. um, which seems to kind of be taking from the same vein as Resident Evil 4, which also, you know, the beginning of that game took place in a village. Um, yeah. And Resident Evil 4 was just such a hit. I mean people didn't even play the Resident Evil games and they, and they've only played four and they say that, you know, they loved it. And I loved four. So I really would love to see a game 
you know, a new Resident Evil game take back, um, get back that feel of excitement and, and wonder about how cool, um, you know, Resident Evil can be. Um, and then as far as, yeah, the medium, actually, I'm not, I will say that I'm not too big into horror games, but just the aesthetic of the game um, is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, my, sorry, I'm going on for a while, but no, then you're my, good. my last um, category for PlayStation 5, um, like I said before, really looking forward to Miles Morales. Um, hopefully not too far off will be the, the true sequel, uh, Spider-Man 2, yep. uh, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully that comes out sometime in the near future. Um, not sure if they have any plans on um, God of War 5 or God of War, you know, the second one mm-hmm. to the new one. Yeah. Um, not sure if they have plans for that, but if they do, I'll be excited for that. Um, and also Ratchet and Clank. Uh, that's just another one of those series that's, uh, it's just, you, you played it as a kid and it was so cool, you know, kind of like Mario. Yeah. Um, it's a game, that's a series that's been around for such a long time. Um, and to see them actually do something unique with it is pretty cool. Um, so I do have a pretty big list of games I'm excited for, but um, we'll just have to see as time goes on how well they'll actually do. Um, but do you have any thoughts about any, you know, cool games you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, you pretty hit the hit the nail on the head with the Switch. Um, the Breath of the Wild 2, looking forward to that. Um Metroid Prime never played uh, any of them, but that's one that I would like to try out. Um, so I'm, I'd be excited about that. Um, let's see. That's pretty, it, pretty much it for me for the Switch. Um, for for the Xbox, um, like yeah, like Cyberpunk. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next Motorsports, Forza Motorsports. Um, I'm big into uh into those racing games. Um but the one I'll be really, really excited about is when we get an announcement for Forza Horizon five for the new systems. Cause just on the Series X, the Horizon series uh just the fourth installment, just it looks so good. And with the ray tracing that's gonna be on the Series X, oh, it's gonna make it look like you're actually in the place that you're you are in and uh and i actually just want to talk about some games that are going to be have their uh their frames booted up in the series x um now as, as you know and um uh, i am a big destiny 2 player that is my pretty much my main on on the xbox one and I cannot wait for that to get a boost from 30 frames to 60 frames. Um, Cause that's just going to be a game changer for how fast gameplay is for the graphics. Um, Cause we're getting our new, the new uh, expansion in November. Um, and then a game that I unfortunately cashed in on, that was a disappointment was anthem that is in development at bioware hopefully going to be better um i'm really hoping for a final fantasy 14 story here uh because 
A little backstory behind that is when Final Fantasy XIV Online came out, it was absolutely awful, glitching, everything was bad. Uh, and they took it back. They worked on it for, I think, two years. And then they re-released it again. And it is my favorite game to this day on PS4. Uh, and the game I play most on my PC. Um, but I would love for Anthem to get a glow-up like Final Fantasy did. because. That game, it's fun, but it just needs better story aspect and, like, just a, a more not... Because there's many microtransactions in it. I'm going on and on on a ramble here, but it it, uh, it would it would honestly be such a comeback story because it had... The potential is there. It has such good potential, but it just... The story was so lacking... And there are so many microtransactions. So if they can just get the story on track and make it just a good story, um, then I would probably go back to playing it. Because the concept of flying mech suits is just it's so cool. It's it's you're being your Iron Man in on a this weird foreign world with all these creatures, uh, and you go on missions to dungeons and it's like you mixed Halo, Iron Man, and like almost like Zelda all into one, like Zelda Breath of the Wild into one game. It, 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 was, it was cool. It, it was a really cool concept, um, but it's currently in development now of being redone, which I'm excited about. Um, so, okay, so enough about that. Uh, I rambled on enough for uh, about Anthem. But uh, and PS4, I mean, again, like, I, I don't own a PS4, um, but I have friends, you included, who do and who I have played uh, on their PS4. And I played, I think, maybe 20 minutes of Spider-Man. I had a blast those 20 minutes. Uh Probably the game I played the most with Final Fantasy fourteen on it, uh, which I now play on on my laptop, on my gaming laptop. Um, but that was a blast. Um, I never played any of the Ratchet and Clank games, but they were always kind of, for me, like on par with like some of the Mario games um, from what, what I've heard. Um, but... Probably for the PS5, I would say that I'm most excited about is Godfall and Miles Morales, um, the Spider-Man game. Because, I mean, Spider-Man in general was just a hit uh, on the PS4. I, I know that. Um, and Miles Morales has such cool uh, powers. Um, like, he has, uh, I believe, Taze, like um invisibility um i believe he has like a lightning power like a taser um you you would know more about this i think than i would uh but it was just it was really cool to see uh well i mean we first i think saw him in in two years yeah 2018's uh spider-man into the spider-verse which was a fantastic movie um in my opinion and then last of all godfall godfall looks like you mixed 
like Warframe uh and like a like a um, Dragon Age or Skyrim game together because it just looks so cool like you have these armor sets that just have different abilities and it I mean you're pretty much hence the name like you have the power of of a god in this world where you're just trying to take back the world from uh I'm guessing monsters I mean I have to do more research on it but it looks really interesting can't wait to see how it does it is coming out for pc so i might cop it um a couple weeks after its release but yeah so since we've been talking about new gen consoles to wrap this up uh if you had your choice of switch pro series x and ps5 which one are you copping if you could have one? Uh, just based off of what we know of everything right now, um, I would have to say the PS5 um, because there's just such a diversity of games um, in there. You got your platformers like Ratchet and Clank. You got your looters like Godfall. Um, and then you also got your you know main stories like Spider-Man Miles Morales. So um, there's just such a good variety um, of games on the PlayStation 5 Plus. I, I think the, the look of the console is, is bold and unique. Um, and I, I just, I think it would look cool sitting, you know, in my room. So um, just with some of those reasons, I think, and also the new controller um, for the PlayStation 5 looks cool as well. Um, some new like haptic feedback and um, just some new innovations that will really uh, make it feel next gen. Um, so I guess with the with those uh, reasons, I probably um, would choose the PS5 at this point. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, PS5 definitely has some good entries. Uh, but it is tough because there are games that I do, do want to play on the PS5. But I come back to it and Xbox is like my home console, like... That's where I play. That's where most majority of my friends play. Um, and just like the games, like Cyberpunk, uh, I'm excited for that. Even though I do know it will be released on um, on the, I believe, the One X. Um, but it, it is hard because although the games that we have coming for both are both are all great in their respects like it's just hard because you can't really compare something like say um uh godfall to like the medium like they're right. two different games you know the medium is a horror game and neither of us are horror folk like player like game players really but just like the d different types of games that they each have are just kind of crazy um i don't know it, it's definitely been a hard choice for me i do know that to have, be able to pre-order a pre-order a ps5 
you have to have a PlayStation Network account. Hmm. So um, a few of the people who I work with um, actually have pre-ordered a PS5 or pre-pre-ordered um, a PS5 because they will be limited. Because I believe it's um, they will be having five million release uh, PS5 releases. Let me look this up. Wow. Which it it obviously is a lot. Um, but Sony may make 10 million PS5 units this year so that you might actually snag one in 2020. Um, the number I heard was 5,000 uh, or 5 million. Um, even though it sounds like a lot. Um, let me just look up the number. No, yeah, like like you're saying, that is that sounds like a lot, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's just not. I mean, they could make so much more if, if I mean, of course, it's our current situation that we're in now. Yeah, but they could make so much more. So even the amount that they're bringing out, they're still gonna probably um, lose a little bit of money. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're just trying to do what they can, I suppose. Yeah, so right now, PS4 in the past five, uh, no, seven years have sold 102 million units. Hmm. Which is, if you're calculating it out on, well, a calculator, that is just about, that is a little over 14.5 million units a year. So if they came out with somewhere between 5 to 10, they're still at maximum making under 30%. Um, or they're making um, a little under 70% of what they would normally sell in a year. Right. Whereas Xbox um, Series X is just... Um, they did not put a, a launch uh, of how many they were going to make this year. So people might be like, oh, the PS5, you know, we don't know when it's going to come back if we don't snag one now. So that might be the reason for people snagging one. Mm-hmm. But again, they, I mean, I believe it's a pretty big gap between how many uh xbox ones the ps4s they were sold um ps4 having a higher number um i mean yeah um it's definitely makes sense for playstation to have the higher numbers over the years because um xbox they they tried to focus more heavily on the multiplayer um and not really come out with big games i mean I, you know, I could be wrong, but I mean, just some of the, the bigger games that Xbox came out with, I mean, it was Halo 5 and then the Gears of War 4 and 5 and Cuphead and Sea of Thieves. Those are probably, you know, the only bigger releases. And I mean, most of those games are like indie games. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, and of course, the launch of the Xbox One really hurt them too, because they were 
pushing it to be more of an entertainment system instead of a video game console. Yeah. So I think with just all that culminating together and, and PlayStation being focused and understanding, you know, why we buy a PlayStation is to play video games. Um, and they just came out with better games that, that, you know, I think it completely makes sense that they outsold the Xbox one. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, cause the Xbox has sold um, 50 million units compared to PlayStation's PlayStation 4's 102. Um, even the Switch has sold more units than, uh, than Xbox by just a little over 5 million units more. Wow. Which, I mean, it, it's insane. Yeah, uh, they really need to come out strong in this next generation. And they're, unfortunately, they're already starting out on the bad foot by not having Halo launch with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, things are looking really tough for Microsoft and Xbox right now. Um, I know, I believe it was uh, the head of uh, Xbox, um, Phil Spencer, saying that, uh, you know, we, we aren't trying to compete. Like, we know what it is. Like, we know that the PS5 will be, or the PS4 outsold, and we weren't trying to outsell them. Because, yeah. um, I mean, again, granted, both companies are popular companies, you know, Microsoft being Xbox um, seller and Sony being PlayStations. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for them to come out and be like, well, we're not exactly hurting because you also have to remember we have, I mean, Microsoft has so much, like, you know, the whole company of, like, computers and all that. And Sony is more of the sound, um, like, headset um, speakers. I mean, like, personally, I... I went with the choice with either the Microsoft noise canceling overhead or the Sony's. I went with Sony, but because Microsoft is definitely no no stranger to competition. Right. Yeah, and I think um, I think too with um, the focus of Xbox, it's very different. The goals of Xbox nowadays are very different than PlayStation's PlayStation. They're still very classic. They're still like, look, this is our next generation of consoles or, you know, the next generation, the PS5. Uh, if you want the PS5 games, you got to get the PS5. Um, and, you know, we make games, you know. Um, and Xbox's its ambitions are very different nowadays. They want to be as cl inclusive as possible. Um, and they just want to make things feel viable for a while. Um, they want people to still have the Xbox One playable um, with new things. And also their, their big focus on um, backwards compatibility um, just sets it apart so much from the PlayStation because PlayStation, while it does have some features, um, some games that are backwards compatible, for the most part, um, that's not their goal. Um, and so I think at this point, kind of like how you were saying about Xbox wasn't trying to outsell the PlayStation, really at this point in time, they're basically on two different paths. Um, the Xbox, you know, is trying to, to 
have it so that you can play all their games from their, you know, old library and keeping people included and keeping everyone together. And, and, um, and then PlayStation is just solely about the games. So this next generation is going to be, I think a little bit different than what people are typically expecting. Definitely. Um, I mean, and, and Xbox even has, uh, since it's obviously Microsoft, it also has its games on PC. So when we look at game sales, they're going to be for PS uh, or play uh, PC and Xbox, which is what they have. You know, they have their game pass, which in September, I believe in the next week or two, they're coming out with um, Project X Cloud which on on android which is going to be a massive um step in their in the direction of for xbox because it doesn't require you to have your own xbox it doesn't require you to have anything but a control your controller and your phone for android um which is like that's huge it's all it is is a 15 dollar a month payment for their game pass ultimate yeah that's that's uh yeah see exactly is the same you know same type of thing their their ambitions and their goals are um so much different you know yeah all right well i mean i think we've uh we've covered quite a quite a bit today um on the podcast i think uh next week uh any ideas we want to cover next week um we can possibly do a list of our you know favorite type of games or um we could yeah we could just do something to that extent or we can you know if there's some big news that comes out within the next week we can talk about that as well yeah sounds Um, good you have any thoughts about anything um i don't know maybe we could almost do a ranking of our top five or top 10 games that we enjoy as of right now. Yeah. That sounds good, man. Alrighty. Well, it's been good talking to you. Uh, I think I'm going to, we're going to just close out here. Uh, Everyone hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to see more, please give us a five-star rating like, And if you want us to talk about anything in the future, please leave a comment and subscribe. This is uh, Jamin and Tim signing out. Peace out, guys.